Welcome back to Glow Up Syndrome. Friends, family, loyal listeners, I love you all for tuning in so religiously. We made it to episode 4. I've decided to structure the pod by season, so this is technically then season 1, episode 4. Each season will contain 10 episodes, then I'll take a 2-4 to four week break in between and come back refreshed and with a multitude of new ideas for the next season. And yes, even your host needs a break. I am giving myself a break. Recording this particular episode has been really frustrating. This is actually the second time I'm recording it from scratch because with my first attempt, I could not hear anything other than the air conditioner rumbling in the background. And it's just really hard to keep recording from home, I guess, where like some rooms don't have like the acoustics and others are just kind of noisy so if you hear anything in the background i apologize in advance okay as you know today we are continuing the ivy league chronicles no catch up at the beginning of this episode as was the case last week to save time last week we talked about what it took for me to get there and kind of assimilate this week we're discussing the finer details by this i mean the factors that made the experience truly complete and fulfilling for me So this covers all the really important stuff, extracurriculars, friendships, networking, and then I'll cap it off with how I dealt with the experience coming to an end and reflect on the lessons I learned along the way. I think that going on an exchange year is taking the phrase place yourself out of your comfort zone very literally because you're immersing yourself in a completely new environment and starting from scratch for a year or for whatever amount of time you're on exchange. I'm not saying this is a bad thing though, framed the right way this can only mean that you are forcing yourself to grow for the better, and that's the point of exchange, right? Although I guess what most people think is that it's scary and uncomfortable, I do see that general point and felt scared and uncomfortable myself a lot of the time, but that doesn't mean that going on exchange isn't worth it. As goes with the theme of this podcast, you can take conscious steps to make it a rich experience for you and to get the most out of the opportunity you've just been given and come out of it as fulfilled as I did. The first thing that I did to get settled at Cornell was find the communities that would make me happy. I wanted to find my people. I was determined to find my people. I didn't just get there and think, Okay, I'm nervous about being an outsider to this community, so I'm going to stick solely with the other exchange students or something. I didn't plant in my head the toxic thought of, it'll be okay and I'll make friends along the way, without having to go out of my way or exert intentional effort to do so, which by the way is a fear-based, lazy thought to have. Most importantly, I didn't back down. So yeah, before I even physically arrived at Cornell, I joined all of the new student, first year, or transfer student Facebook groups even though I was neither, not for the sake of making new friends through those platforms, but for the sake of gaining insight into the new student immersion opportunities that they were getting. Furthermore, I had put a lot of previous thought into what hobbies made me happy. I came to the conclusion that I wanted to try singing, so I was Loki keeping an eye out for opportunities to join a group of people that did just that. And lo and behold, someone in one of those groups I joined posted an audition opportunity for the Cornell Glee Club slash chorus. And I just went for it. 
I got to Cornell and I auditioned. I even asked a friend to help me prepare and I went hard. I freaking partied with the Glee Club. The thing is, I didn't actually get in. But again, what matters is that I didn't give up. I was determined to find my people and I felt in my gut that this particular interest was going to tie in perfectly and help me find the type of community I was looking for. So I signed up for acapella auditions next. Fun fact, it was a Cornell acapella group that was the inspiration of Pitch Perfect. So basically, I romanticized the whole thing too and told myself that I was going to get to live my Pitch Perfect life. Okay, but anyway, I didn't just go there and audition for some of the acapella groups I wanted to join. Again, I went hard. I gave my all. I did my research, keeping particular note of the sound and vibe of each group. The ones that did catch my attention, I reached out to even prior to auditions with the questions I had. I got into a group, shout out to Lesson 3 Acapella, which became my little family at Cornell. But what I haven't mentioned throughout this whole narrative of mine is that I had like zero singing experience. If you exclude shower singing, and I'm an insanely anxious, stage fright riddled person. So at all of my auditions, I was literally shaking from the inside. But look, I got in, sure with a little bit of luck and maybe a dash of natural talent, but mainly I got in because I worked hard for it. I knew what I wanted and I went for it with everything I had. I prioritized finding a community to ground me. I prioritized making the most out of my year abroad. And truly, I did grow. I grew a ton in ways that I can't even put into words at this point. Boom, glow up syndrome. Also, though I was committed genuinely to making it work long term, not just short term, that's important too. We had rehearsals six hours a week and I knew it was a lot, but again, I was willing to put in the work. But okay, going back to the umbrella topic of extracurriculars, during my exchange, I also took intentional steps to find a cultural community, a religious community, a career-related community, and a fitness community. I ended up also joining, in respective order, the Cornell Filipino Association, Cornell Catholic, Saikai, a Psychology Honor Society, and Cornell Charge, which stands for Changing Health, Attitudes, and Actions to Recreate Girls. Once again, not all of it was easy, but I made an effort to find my people and feel immersed in the Cornell community, like Saikai, for example, required like a whole ass application and a follow-up interview stage. Ivy League culture is interesting. There are a lot of clubs that are quite competitive to get into, which goes against the very nature of clubs and finding or honing interests. But I guess at such a competitive school, it's to be expected. Did I miss anything? I swear it feels like I had a bajillion extracurriculars. I will say, as I progressed into my second semester at Cornell, I also took on some exec positions at some of these clubs, like I became vice president membership at Cornell Charge and took control of recruitment. I also became publicist for my acapella group, and it's really genuinely valuable to get involved. If you remember through my very first episode from this podcast, where I talked about getting burnt out and stuff, even though I was super committed to put in the work to find my people, I wasn't going to take on unnecessary responsibilities. So I know that all of these clubs sound like a lot of time commitment, but really, if you look at the nature of most of them, 
they're more so meant to be like your support system rather than a responsibility to carry. I was free to hang out and go to fun events for like Cornell Filipino and Cornell Catholic whenever I could. I was free to join charge workouts whenever I felt like a workout was needed. And Saikai was a good academic resource that also didn't require much time commitment. What did require the big sacrifice of time and energy, other than my acapella group, was actually my part-time job. So here's another kicker. I didn't stop at finding my people. I decided, and again researched this before I came to Cornell, I decided to find a job so that I could develop the working skills necessary for my adult future. So for the whole year, I worked between like 12 to 15 hours a week at a job I was so incredibly lucky to have been accepted into. I was, as the title goes, student administrative assistant at Cornell University's Office of the President. Very cool shit involving very cool people. I also made it a point with this not to overload myself and get burnt out like last time. My job this time was a very chill, laid-back one. I was basically a receptionist, although yes, I'd like to believe I did lots of important things at the office too, but a lot of the time, I was just sitting there with extra time on my own hands to finish my schoolwork. So I think I covered pretty much everything I was involved in at Cornell. How can I sum up this subsection so you guys have something to take away from it? I would say immerse yourself in extracurriculars, find your community, find your people. It takes work, especially in a brand new environment, but that's the theme of this podcast, right? If you're committed to your growth, you will be willing to put in the work. And trust me, it's so worth it. Just remember to still be strategic about the work you do put in. Like, have your priorities and don't give your energy to just anyone and anything for no reason. Okay, next we're going to talk about friendships. This is going to be kind of short because it ties in very well with everything I just talked about. I made most of my friends through my extracurriculars, clearly. I mean, with all the communities I knew I wanted to join. That comes hand in hand with finding the people I wanted to spend most of my time with. The rest of my friends I did actually make through either mutuals or through classes and such. I was lucky and had group projects for a bunch of my classes, so got to get close to the people I worked with in those. But again, here's another kicker. Some people may be in your space often, but not everyone is meant to be your friend. I still had to be strategic and like screen who I knew would be a suitable friend. And it's not like, oh, I don't like this person, they're not good enough to be friends with me, and all that bullshit. What it is, is this person brings positive energy into my life. This person has something to teach me. This person contributes to my peace. I was intentional about finding the energy I wanted to surround myself with. After all, who you surround yourself with is who you become. And I wanted to grow and be a better version of myself through this exchange experience, right? So that meant that I also had to find friends who would contribute positively to my growth. In life, there are energy givers and energy takers, and that's just how it is. Remember that, and you'll be set. Okay, next. This is a very important topic for a bunch of people. What about networking at Cornell? A lot of people ask me, Isn't it an Ivy League school and isn't the whole point of attending one to gain powerful connections for your future? Since these are the people who are also ambitious and will probably be successful too. My answer to this is, well, not really. Sure, that's a true fact that I can't deny. 
but I'm not the type of person who can connect with people just for the sake of being able to say that I know them. Like, that's just not me. I'm like highly sensitive personality-wise and empathetic, and that just means that I can feel people's energy really strongly. And if the energy doesn't match or is like negative, then I just can't fake it, you know? Like, it really affects me. Other than that, though, I'd say that networking in general is a weird concept to me. Maybe this isn't super practical, but I like to believe that everything happens for a reason and that people come into your life for a reason, whether it be to be there as a friend or to teach you a lesson you need to learn. Really though, I just feel lucky to be at Cornell and to be able to know the people I already know, which I'd say is a lot of people who are doing very cool things. Like, can I just brag for a bit? I have a friend who's like, conducting breakthrough cancer research, one who's getting her license as a flight mechanic, one who's living out her acting dreams in LA and will probably be a cool-ass celebrity one day, one who just got into Yale and Harvard, and like, actually, the list is freaking endless. But at the end of the day, once again, for me, it isn't about the networking. If anything, it's that I've just won the opportunity to be inspired by such hardworking, driven people who instill in me the want and need and confidence to grow and reach my own goals. My time at Cornell though was also time capped, and I knew that from the beginning, but I never anticipated how difficult it would be to have to say goodbye. Leaving Cornell was like a fever dream, genuinely like I cried and cried and cried and that's like most of what I remember of the last few days I was there, which sucks. Because you always kind of want to just leave with good memories and a good ending. I wasn't sad at Cornell. Clearly, I was sad to leave. I just kept putting it into my head that I was way happier there than I was at Edinburgh. And that this suddenly felt like the right environment for me. Like that it was maybe more meant for me. And suddenly, I was being forced to leave. Then I remembered all the hard work that I put in at the start of the year that was what facilitated such a good experience for me. Looking back now, I don't think that most of the good outcome was a result of the place itself. It was the result of my intentional efforts to make it a positive experience. And I can do that again when I return to Edinburgh next year. I can do that again wherever I choose to go next. Because these habits and skills that I worked hard to develop they're still instilled in me. I grew from the experience and I'm taking what I learned with me. This is super cheesy, but Cornell will always be a part of me, literally, if only for the reason I just stated above. Okay, it's really tempting to cap it off at that cheesy statement, but before I end this episode, I want to summarize the lessons I learned and probably already mentioned here throughout this episode. Number one, push yourself to go outside of your comfort zone If you aren't ready, then that's okay and totally valid. But if you are, then I encourage you to. I heard somewhere that by staying in your comfort zone when it's too comfortable, you are failing yourself from the get-go. Whereas if you take a risk, sure you might fail, but you also might succeed. And even if you do fail, you know what? You aren't leaving with nothing. You are leaving with a lesson learned from that failure. If I hadn't gone on my exchange year, I genuinely do not think I would be enjoying my life right now. I wouldn't be as happy with a person I am right now. Heck, I probably wouldn't even be hosting this podcast right now. Lesson number two, figure out what makes you happy or what might make you happy 
and take intentional steps to get there and bask in it as often as you can. Because why not? After all, we're all looking for happiness at the end of the day, right? And happiness leads to better outcomes in all other areas of your life. Positivity is contagious. Last but not the least, number three, be yourself. Don't move somewhere new and conform to whatever is the standard where you are. Don't feel pressured by what everyone else is doing. Don't feel pressured by the competitive Ivy League culture. You do you. Trust me, you don't want the same outcome as someone else because you are different people and what makes them happy is probably not exactly the same as what would make you happy. Keeping in line with prioritizing your happiness Seriously, learn what makes you happy. Get to know yourself and embrace who you are. I mean it. And yes, that's now it for today, guys. I hope you come out of this episode having learned something new. And as per tradition now, I can't end this episode without a quick catch-up with you guys. As you know, I'm now home in the Philippines. It's been a struggle adjusting to life here. Like, you know that feeling when you come home and everything is the exact same way you left it? but you're just such a different person and it just feels off. Like, not wrong, but off. That's been me lately, but the feeling is fading, slowly but surely. Nothing too interesting is happening, which is honestly nice. I am enjoying my time with my friends and family, planning a beach trip for the last week of June, actually with a friend from Cornell who's flying to the Philippines from Hong Kong to vacation with me. So excited. Hi, Lauren. Honestly though, it's just been a bunch of boring stuff for like the past couple of days because it's summer and I feel like when you're enjoying summer, that means that you're making the most out of your free time in the sense that you're resting a lot, you're reading a lot of books, you're hydrating, you're working out, you're taking care of yourself, you're focusing just on you and you don't have to run yourself to the ground like you usually do the rest of the year like you have the time to take care of yourself and not let all of that stuff happen i will say i'm not completely like doing nothing i have like a bunch of research projects going on but they start in like july and august i've kind of been studying for like my coding course which is really hard i'm gonna have to take that next year because i missed it last year that's our like our studio And I also have to learn SPSS from scratch because that's apparently what I'm using for my dissertation. Other than that, though, I've just been working on this podcast and it's been really fun. I really don't have much going on and I'm loving that, but I have this weird habit of like also simultaneously feeling bad about it and I get upset when I'm bored, which honestly, I feel like that's like a self-growth thing to work on. Like you need to be okay with being bored because that's again like productive too also it's really weird being back home i realized i'm starting to see some of my friends and they all have like apartments and some of them are like paying their own bills and just being complete adults and wow like i feel like i left the country three years ago and everyone was still like just finishing high school and like obviously like no one was this mature yet and no one was like i guess like taking care of themselves and being so independent to this extent and now like i come back it's like time has flown by like three years flies by quicker i guess when you're abroad and then you feel like you come back home and like a lot of things 
at home like in the house and in the culture are the same but the people i knew like my friends from high school they're so much more independent and that's just crazy to think about i am having dinner with a friend tomorrow and going to her apartment to cook insane anyway when i'm back home i feel like a child who's like back in high school and not allowed to do anything or go anywhere so it's really weird super important point i probably shouldn't forget to mention i'm getting the last two of my wisdom teeth removed next week like on saturday the 17th of june so that means that i am probably going to end up skipping an episode at some point i think like i'll cram my usual monday episode and have it recorded at least before that surgery happens but yeah with the whole surgery and beach trip coming up it's looking like i'll skip either my june 26 or july 3 episode i don't actually know what the next few episodes will be about yet so i guess you guys will just have to wait and see this time but yeah going back please please wish me luck and send in any recovery and pain tolerance tips i have the lowest pain tolerance ever on planet earth and i'm like begging them to sedate me for the procedure but i don't know if they'll be able to because of like certification stuff we just don't have time to get beforehand okay that's definitely it now i just want to say that i'm so grateful again for the heartfelt and motivating messages you guys have already been sending me sometimes podcasting can literally feel like you're talking to no one else but yourself and it's scary to think that maybe you're just a crazy self-absorbed person but no like i really appreciate all of the messages this is definitely a two-way conversation actually before i forget i started a geneva group chat so you guys can click the link in the episode description and you'll be taken to the geneva app and the specific group chat link that we have for the pod and you guys can just talk in there i'm officially calling this the glow up gang so please continue to keep in touch and answer the polls below and rate the pod on whatever platform you're listening on as usual insta details are in the episode description love y'all bye